0: Welcome to the Monday edition of the Grateful No Matter What podcast. I'm Kyle the Grateful. And on today's episode, I am super excited to be joined by a great friend of mine, Justin Sutherland, who is an amazing human being first and foremost. But besides that, he's an organic farmer, a composer, a songwriter, and the list goes on. We sat down and discussed farming, music, life, and so much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. woohoo what's up <laughs> back at it again i mean <laughs>
1: let's do it let's make it we'll make it the usual thing like it's
0: um, just like let's do like one just for practice and then we do this one. Oh my god for the for the people that are listening to this um we had technical issues earlier today and uh didn't get to record our amazing podcast but you know it was practice <laughs> that's that's what i was telling myself as i was like as i was like screaming like not screaming but i was just like (laughs) like oh my god like yeah yeah but um yeah but yeah so thanks for coming back a little bit later on today um yeah man so how how's your how's your night going good
1: yeah it's good i just got back i went to Calicoon, did a little uh Bike riding out there. We have a little cabin on the river, so it was nice. The sun was out. I wasn't even in a t-shirt today. It was like sixty something degrees out Man, there. It was gorgeous out today. Um, and then I totally—I'm not gonna lie—I totally passed out in the sun. It was amazing.
0: No, no, that's that's <laughs> that's. Perfect. I think I was snoring. No, no, it's perfect. I mean, it's it's yeah. If you're in the Northeast like we are, I mean, the spring is coming, and even though some people are calling it a possible a fake spring you know like the little teas and then we get cold weather i'll i'll take it you know i'll take as much sun as i can get so yeah and like that's i mean we can get right into that a little bit earlier what we spoke yeah, sure. about is about you know just the uh you know the healing powers of of and just the the recharging powers of being in nature you know that's a perfect example just going for a bike ride and and falling asleep under the sun i mean i don't know i i mean personally i took advantage of it when i was growing up you know because I was just like uh I live here I mean I, I don't know what like what else is out there like but I don't want to be here so I would really want to get out of out of this place I mean you I feel like you had similar experiences as far as growing up in a small town here and just kind of yeah. wanting to like see the world but yeah yeah man nature's like I have a new appreciation for it since I moved back here that's for sure
1: yeah 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 me too you know I mean I, yeah always kind of always kind of have but it's like you know that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like with, you know, with working like doing stuff for music and do, working in like studios and I appreciated it more after I left. I think yeah. that's like the classic story, right? Like you grow up in a small town you get out and you're like, wait, it wasn't so bad where I grew up, you know? That's exactly,
0: yeah. You, you're, you're younger and you're like, this is a small town. There's nothing here for me. I want to get out and see the world. Nothing wrong with that. But then as you get older, at least for me, my priority started to shift. And yeah. it was like, I want a quality of life, not a quantity of life. Right. It's quality. Yeah, that's right. I wanted a quality life and and I didn't see that happening in a big city to each yeah. their own, you know, to each their own as far as living there and, and setting settling down there and stuff. But for me, I just knew that that wasn't going to be my end all be all same thing when I lived in California, like I knew that that wasn't going to be my forever place. I couldn't imagine that. And then New York city was just a, a nice place during that time in my life, you know, mm-hmm. and, so, It wasn't great it wasn't horrible i mean it was good you know i had good moments ups and downs but i just Mm -hmm. moved after a while at that point and um i think yeah you spoke about it earlier i mean when i when we reference earlier if anybody's listening or when anybody's listening it's our earlier hour conversation that got cut short but um yeah you you lived in in uh the city new york city and boston for a little while right for music
1: yeah yeah well i boston went to school to to ithaca the conservatory on saxophone and then i went uh which i realized it was like you played saxophone saxophone
0: was like bro that was my jam i played that until fourth grade that's it (laughs) (laughs) but that was my instrument I, i think saxophones are like extremely sexy like they're like
1: yeah i mean they they actually i felt the same way too and you know i uh it was fun like in in high school i was like in a jazz band i was playing sax all the time uh and then i went to that's what got me that's actually what got me into college was you have to wear
0: sunglasses every time you put on the sax play the saxophone
1: oh absolutely yeah (laughs) (laughs) only in jazz band yeah right But yeah
0: so it's it's funny because like
1: um that's what got me into ithaca Mm -hmm. and ithaca is it's a conservatory so it's pretty strict yeah so i have like I'm also like a songwriter and a composer and all those things I do on the piano. And yeah. I applied actually to Ithaca for both for one, for composition, one for, for composition on the piano and yeah. performance on the saxophone. And then I uh, ended up going, getting in for saxophone. It was like way too intense for me. And so then I uh, studied, then I transferred to Northeastern, which is a, like a, it's a five-year school because they have this great co-op program mm-hmm. And I actually did my co-op at Bethel Woods, where I, stu- you know, I worked with them for like a summer and did like production, which was unbelievable. I got to play the piano on the stage and the sound check. It was oh my god! It was so sick. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, and then I graduated Northeastern, which was in Boston. And then I went to New York for a little for a little bit, not very long. And then I um, I worked in like a recording studio there. Uh, which we worked on editing commercial songs and writing songs for commercials and things like that. And so, so, yeah.
0: So, I mean, pretty much your entire life you were exposed to music, right? Yeah.
1: Was your, yeah, your they, parents,
0: did your parents play at all? Or
1: No, you know, it's funny. Everyone always asks that. Like, your parents' are musicians, they're not. They My parents, um, they sang in church, yeah. you know. We all sang in church, and that was like, my mom played a little bit of piano, uh but that was pretty much I don't even think dad played an instrument I don't think
0: I remember no. having I remember having like a piano in my basement growing up and I never touched it I just never was drawn to it. I don't know like looking back now you know there's some regrets and I tried to learn teach myself guitar I mean and then I do like that uh, the tab where you go to like the I don't know there's websites where you can just look up the tabs
1: yeah I and use them too they're
0: great But it's but it's it's like with anything, to be honest, even like with yoga that I practice and other things, you're gonna be not good in the beginning. And you have to be okay with that. But you know, the not the sucking part is only a short period of time until you can start to get better. I just couldn't get through that sucking part in uh and with a with a guitar, like an acoustic guitar, and I was just like, F this, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll pick it back up, but like, ah oh, man.
1: Well, I could help you, or if you ever really want to pick it back up again. I think the best way to learn something is like, you have to like, if you're like, man, I love this song. You just start with that. Yeah. You know, I, used to, I used to teach some piano lessons and, uh, you know, they were, I would always ask the student and be like, what do you, what do you want to learn? Yeah. Cause that's what's going to, that's, what's going to make you go back and play.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah so, yeah. so you obviously read music, you can produce, you can, you can engineer stuff too, or no, like if you were on a. my most
1: of the stuff that i do i do by ear so i'm not a great music reader even though i got into school reading music with like saxophone they did this thing called sight reading where they see how good of a reader you are not good that was like the lowest score and they almost i don't know if they were like it was so bad i was sight reading that at the uh at the end they were like are you done they didn't even know (laughs) Cause I was like, <laughs> I like, didn't know where that I didn't, it's like, cause I'm just, I, it's all by ear. I was like, if someone played the piece for me, yeah. I'll be fine. And that's how I do things. So to answer your question, I, I like to write, I like songwriting. I'm not so great with lyrics. I've been definitely working with like, my mom is amazing at writing lyrics. She's helped oh. me with that. And uh, I, you know, I lean on some friends and my mom for, for lyric stuff. And, um, and then melodically is kind of what, you know, my forte is is that I hear melodies all the time.
2: Okay. And like I have
1: to jot them down. And you know, I either record them on my phone or like, um or sometimes I do wake up and I have them. Those are like the ones that I'm like, oh my God. And then there's something that I forget. I had it in my dream and I'm like, oh was such a good song in that dream, but I can't remember what it was. Um and so I just jot down little bits and yeah. like when I have like this little something then I can start from there. Or I use something like a phrase that I like, like this new one I'm working on is um, open-minded. I just like, I like the way that sounds.
0: Is that the one that you showed me that
1: beat? Yeah. And that one I like because it's just, it already had like, it's a way to start a song. So I was like, okay, let me try a new way of writing music. Mm -hmm. Like, let me start with a phrase or a word or words that I like, and then see if I can write melodies to it. So I'm starting to do that too. It's like a different way for me to, to song. I
0: mean, I guess, I mean, this, I don't know if I can answer this question myself, but, you know, you consider yourself more of like a, a singer songwriter, or then obviously there's like the singer songwriter, obviously like the combination. Is that more, you're more of a mashup of the two?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's what I'm working on figuring out on a daily basis, but I do, I do write songs that are, that have vocals and music mm-hmm. and I also write like so these songs that I'm releasing now like Stargazer I'm releasing uh first week of April I did not I'm I was gonna release it April 1st but I was like April Fool's Day. like I don't know so <laughs> like like it's gonna release just kidding I don't know <laughs> and so Stargazer is definitely it's um I'm releasing each individual song with uh, a different picture to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a five song, instead of it being like a five song AP with one album cover, I'm doing each thing because each me- song that I write has like a different genre. Okay. Um, You know, one one of them is like a lullaby for my niece and nephew. One of them is like kind of Irish folk. And then, you know, like Stargazer is definitely like the weekend sound. It's like weekend Coldplay. Yeah, sort I
0: of. listened to it. I mean, you gave me a, pre- a pre-release Yeah, it was good. I I really liked it. I mean, I'm always, man, like I'm not jealous isn't the right word or envious. But, you know, I I think I don't know if you remember, I used to like, I used to rap a little bit. I used to write lyrics and rap. And, man, I kind of wish I'd I'd give that up to be able to sing, to be honest. I I mean, I've never tried to sing, but I know it's like, it's not happening um
1: well i can't rap either, so maybe we'll just have to we'll have to do it yeah again.
0: but i mean i i when i hear it i'm like that's I justin it. i was like damn that's good like <laughs> i'm being honest i and, and it's some of that song that you sent me is kind of up my alley you know i like a lot of different genres of music it depends on what mood i'm in if i'm in a car if i'm cooking you know it's, it depends like i hate when people are like what's your favorite genre of music i'm like well i
1: know uh, i get that all the time
0: it's like what mood am i in or what am i doing or who's Company am I in? It's just it's so many factors. It's like, what's your favorite movie? It's like, come on, like, let's be honest here. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, and listening to like how you arranged it and the chorus and well, I mean, it takes that takes talent. It takes you know. So.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it 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 was definitely a a project that I started with like the word stargazer and some melodies, Mm -hmm. and then you know I wrote the first half, and then I was uh, in the second half of the song I was like you hit a blank kind of like with like writing yeah. anything sometimes you hit like a, a you just like blank out and so that song the song took me like two years really? yeah but, <laughs> but it seems yeah. like a ridiculous amount of time to write a song but some people are like you listen to like ed sheeran he's like he's like yeah i wrote this song in like five minutes i'm like geez louise i'm like that's incredible you but know I bet,
0: a, I bet that could happen too. i mean sometimes people get in like the zone or sometimes stuff it just flows out of them I don't yeah. know, maybe. I mean, with your song coming up, open minded, maybe you just have to open up your mind more. Yeah, maybe I do. I don't maybe. know. I mean, yeah. I I get in my own way sometimes when I'm 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 just writing stuff for blogs and whatnot. And then about seven eight months ago, I started writing poetry because for the longest, I was like, I can't write poetry. I'm not a poet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you, if you want to be a poet, you could be a poet. Just write. There's no. I mean, there's probably classical ways to write poetry with like stanzas and I don't even know what they are. But I'm just like, just write and. That's your poetry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to fit in a confined box. Even the way I write is not very conventional, but it's just, it, it's like more of a visceral writing from my heart. And then I had to remove that perfectionism from my brain. That was like, mm. it has to be this. It has to be this. Okay. And I was right. like, let it out. And if you want to edit it afterwards, fine, but don't stop yourself from putting stuff on paper. For the longest time, I was like, I can't write poetry. And it's like, you can yeah, do whatever I get, the hell you want. I get
1: hooked up on that too. where I'm like, okay, so this has to have verse one pre chorus, yeah. you know, Verse one, pre-chorus, chorus, verse two, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge. Like I don't have to have that song structure. No. I was like, I was like, oh, and I need to have verse one needs to be completely different than verse two. It could be whatever the heck you want it to be. Yeah. And pop songs or whatever songs, poetry, everything changes. So you just do
0: it. Yeah. And if you look another. at stuff, look at a lot of stuff now. And I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but a lot of the music or a lot of some of the songs are very short two minutes two and a half minutes yeah like it's it's shorter and I'm, I'm used to like you know three and a half four sometimes four and a half even five i don't even know if they put a i don't even know if they play a five minute song on the radio anymore to be honest that, so
1: interesting that's so interesting you said that on the way home i was listening to kiss kiss from a rose by seal yeah and like it's interesting like three minutes into the song i was like i, I think i'm good but i, lo- <laughs> I love the melody yeah. and i looked at my phone and i'm like there's another minute in like 30 seconds to yeah. this song, and like. That's melodically one of my favorites. I love yeah. that. Song. And But I just was like, you're right. I was like, this is an older song that's almost four and a half minutes long. I mean, the, some of the stuff, most of the songs I'm writing are between two and a half minutes and three and a half minutes yeah. long. And I, I don't know if that's my own attention span or me thinking that people aren't going to have the attention span for a song that's longer than four minutes. But you brought up a great point.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting to me, but yeah, I mean, you got to do what feels good to you and if people like it and they resonate with it, they're going to listen, they'll stick around. I had that issue with, uh, I mean, I have that issue. I feel like sometimes with my other podcasts when I'm talking for like 30 minutes or 25 minutes. And also when I was doing YouTube videos, I remember somebody was like, your video is 20 minutes long. Like no one's going to sit there for that long. And I was like, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But if they really want to listen to it, they will, they'll find the time. I, I I'm a believer that you'll find the time if you want to, or you'll just break it up into pieces. Or you won't listen to it at all. But those are the people that I'm not going to reach. You know, you have to put out varying styles of content. So I'll do like shorter ones. But sometimes when I'm diving deep into something, I don't want to cut it. I don't want to cut out all the fat and just give somebody something that doesn't feel authentic just because hmm. they want to hear something different. I mean, I don't know. I think it, yeah, the attention span thing is very It's very interesting because we don't. I mean, like I remember I forgot a quick I was listening watching a stand-up and the guy was talking about like how people will have like a phone in their hand, a computer in front of them, and then a TV in front of them. So it'll be like That's three screen's so true yeah right? be, like, and like you know your your attention span gets pulled in so many different directions. but if you're if you're someone like me that really wants to get information from something, you'll dedicate your time and your mind, you know your mindset, your mental capacity to that. but mm-hmm. not everybody's like me or you or not I'm not like other people, so I don't know it's tough.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I totally understand what you're saying. Our attention spans, as we, I mean, a lot of, <laughs> I mean, the computers and the technology, and it's moving so fast, and yeah. it's so, it's, and it's so like, oh my god, the next thing, like I gotta, and like everything gets outdated quickly. So you need to get a new phone so you stay up to date and yeah. buy that or buy this so you stay. And it's it's a lot sometimes, you know. Yeah, it can be a lot, sure. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you I mean, know, I mean, there's some beautiful things that come from it too. We're able to we're able to do this Zoom.
0: Yeah, Uh, Yeah. like anything, like anything, even social media. There's gifts and curses. You know, there's like it's a double-edged sword. It's it's how you use it. It's like a you know you can use the weapon in a good way or a bad way. And you know, some people. I look at
1: it like free advertising.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure, (laughs) man. Yeah, but people, you know, they have their own own things that they do with it. I try to use it for a source of good for a source of information for a source mm-hmm. of connecting you know for a source of just like spreading my message you know other mm. people have different you know different platforms or things they want to promote or or want to say yeah and you know, that's want, media, yeah. More power to them but yeah i mean it is very interesting trying to do all this stuff on on yeah there's just so, so many things coming out nowadays i mean there's like the tiktok now and i'm i don't want to sound like the old man on the you know get off my lawn but I tried it and I'm just like, but like some people in the industry that I'm in, like as a clinical nutritionist, they like swear by it. I'm like, oh, like it's like Instagram reels and podcasts and Facebook and TikTok and Snapchat. Mm -hmm. I was like,
1: how many apps can we have? Right. I need Like if I
0: was ever to make enough money, I would definitely hire a social media person. Like (laughs) seriously, because that's like, I enjoy it. But sometimes when it becomes work, it becomes, you know, it becomes not fun as much. You know, I try yeah. to keep it as fun as possible, but it's tough. You know, yeah. yeah. It's tough, but you know, it's a necessary evil, you know, mm. even for even for you for if you wanted like your music and you know, segue, segue alert into like your farm. Like right. you know, your farm stuff, you have to be out there. You have to like send out blasts and I'm gonna be here, I have this, I'm gonna be doing that. And you just want to you're like, I just want to farm, but you're like, I have to get on the computer and you know, but it's just part of the business now, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, what I I do love taking, I love photography and I love taking photos. So I it is fun sometimes to just say like, ooh, these crops are looking really, really good right now. I'm just gonna be like, we'll have those at the market this weekend if you guys want to come by and grab some cucumbers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so like it's fun to be like on the fly and just be like, oh, and that's like how farming is too a lot of the time. You're like, you're like, oh those I, I didn't think I was gonna have those at the market this weekend, but they're looking ready. Click. (laughs)
0: send it to instagram yeah Yeah, it's like it's yeah so people like they know right from that picture oh he's gonna have this there so they don't have to guess you know if you're gonna have this if you're gonna have that they could plan around that yeah i mean it's definitely it definitely has plenty of benefits but that's you that's you using it to your benefit that's you using it to to help promote your stuff as opposed to like other people that may do i don't know whatever they want to do i just yeah i try to use it like i said for a source of of positivity
1: yeah i like that that you use it that way I, you know my mom and i were talking about that that you're what you what you're doing is very, is very positive it's like you're focusing on that you know people when you're using it when you're using social media as you know, you know there's a lot of ways social yeah media, yeah i know being negative with social media is makes it like it's like because it causes too much fog and brain fog and you're trying to scroll through and you just want to see stuff that makes you laugh and takes your mind off. So if you don't really want to get heavy on social media, but it happens.
0: And it you know happens. I, I engaged a few times last year during like the protests and stuff with a few things and comments. And then I had people like comment on it and like kind of come after me or, say, and I was just like, yeah. I engaged uh-huh. And then I stopped and I was like, I cannot. And then, we have a mutual friend, probably, you know, Ian Poly. Ian? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I, it's so funny because he would be like, I'd be like, yo, Ian, are you gonna say something? He's like, I think so. I'm like, don't do it, bro, don't do it. And then he would engage and I was like, Oh, why'd you do it? And then I would do it sometimes and he would say the same <laughs> thing to me. And it just it would just send me down like a dark hole because yeah, people are a lot of times people aren't gonna change their minds based off of that. You know, it's tough, right? Really tough. And all I was trying to do was just trying to offer a different perspective. But you know, it becomes very tribal in in society and on the internet. It's very tribal. You know, people will you know will will stick to their to their groups and you know, no matter what, I don't care. Like even if you have reason, like they're not reasonable sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I had to I had to stop doing that because it's too much of an energetic drain.
2: Yeah, I'm exhausted yeah. after
0: it. Yeah, and I have much better things to focus my energy on and my time and my space and all that stuff to that that I to positive things and that it was just yeah. too much, man. Like yeah, I'm with you on that one. You know, it's just <clears throat> i I couldn't deal with it anymore. But yeah, that's why I try to stay as positive as possible, man. That's why I started doing the podcast. That's why I started to have like people on that, you know, I thought could spread a good message and that were doing great things because I don't know. I feel like those need to be highlighted more than the things that sometimes get highlighted a lot more, which is negativity. Because mm. it just I don't know. Sometimes it's more attention grabbing, which sucks. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. You know, I'd rather talk to people that are passionate about whatever it is they do. You know, right. You're yeah. passionate about music. You're passionate about farming. And I wanted to ask something about the the music. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you mentioned earlier, as I said earlier, <laughs> earlier today um, mm-hmm. that you were doing um, music therapy mm-hmm. um, for the center for discovery. Right. Mm-hmm. Um So even besides that i mean i'm i'm assuming that you think music is not just notes and chords and verses and lyrics but it it is very therapeutic to, mm-hmm. to the soul and to the mind i mean mm-hmm. how would you explain that like you know when you're offering those type of services to people and even to yourself how does it change your mood you know how does it kind of put you in a different place
1: yeah um <clears throat> for me it's like it, if i you i mean the re- big reason why i chose to this combination of farming and music is because i felt that farming was a way to move my body and be physical and do something healthy and be outside and then you know and then at the end of the day feel like that was the time to sort of relax and yeah. right. and that was and that's that's what i'm gonna do tonight yeah. you know is that i I mean, I didn't farm today, but I was outside today and like, I can't, I have a really difficult time when the sun's shining to be like we talked about earlier. (laughs) I have a a hard time being inside. So, um, music is interesting with me. Like I, because I love so many genres and I get in so many different moods, it depends on my, on my mood, what I'm going to write. But typically very relaxing piano music is something that I gravitate towards yeah. naturally and like that's uh my friend chris you know uh, uh my my buddy chris dombrowski i re- record music with him and nice. i play he's he's uh just a, a great musician and he's a he's a he runs these really amazing programs like reason or uh not reason ableton oh, yeah. great beats and things like that together and uh he was like listening to me play he says he goes yeah man he's like when you play piano i feel like that's your home and that meant a lot to me when he said that because it does feel like that and like sometimes when i'm just playing instrumental piano music i do it to relax and it feels very natural to just sit down at the piano and come up with something and improv and improvisation is one of my, I, cause I don't, I don't like, I don't really love like structure of song. Like we talked about a little yeah. bit earlier. So I just want to be able to like my, my big thing is like free flow, improvisational playing with sounds. Um, Like getting that the hard, difficult part about that is getting that recorded. Yeah. And so like, it's not the same when I know the record buttons on it's different. It's different almost every time. And I almost need to be like, I almost need to like pretend that it's not there. And so sometimes I just like click on my phone and then I just like leave it. And then I just go, I know it's on, but I'm trying to forget that it's on. Um, So I guess to answer, I'm kind of veering off here a little bit, but to answer your question, the it relaxes me yeah just like and i and the music is for the most part relaxing it depends like if it's a sunny day and i want to listen to a song that's like like on the way here i was listening to the killers and when you were young it's a great song and i was like this is a great rock song
2: yeah you
1: know but that's like when i'm trying to drive home and keep myself awake but for the most part like i said i gravitate towards writing instrumental relaxing piano music and i Mm want to be and that's going to be another album that it, i i'm gonna be i'm working on now to, to release and i think a lot of people will 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 be into it because it'll be like oh great this is something i can like kick back have a you know glass of wine with my friends or eat cook dinner mm-hmm. and i can just like listen to this relaxing piano music when i've had a really rough day yeah or i've had you know just a very busy day or something and it, it, it and i'm hoping that it'll be healing in that sense
0: yeah that's That's what I gravitate towards whenever I'm doing work, reading or studying. It's classical. Piano, there's something about it that I can listen to that. And obviously because there's no lyrics in it, but I can listen to that and and really concentrate. Everything else I I, I can't, you know, if there's lyrics in it. And it really just, it does, it relaxes me and it like kind of just like soothes my nerves Mm -hmm. and sort of just like puts me in a, just a very calm state. And it's fascinating to me, like how music can do that. And I know there's been studies on it even with like, I think with some like hip hop songs, I don't know if it's like the megahertz. I'm, I'm not good with the whole, but there's a certain level. Like if you listen to something, it gets you all like not angry all the time, but like kind of pumped up and you're like, Oh, that's because of the, the speed <laughs> or the tempo of the, the meg. I don't know of the song. And it really can get you like wanting to be aggressive. That's obviously why you probably listen to it if you're working out or you're doing something like high intensity, because it really does pump you up. I mean, I can listen to classical music and 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 lift weights. I mean, me personally, maybe some other people can. But it's so interesting how it affects your mood and how it affects your brain. And I'm yeah. sure that when you doing music therapy, that was one of the reasons like that's obviously one of the main reasons that these children or these adults have their the music therapy, you know, to like relax them, to kind of, I mean they're they're also playing music, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, my job, I was not, a you know, a certified therapist, but I would be in the room as like one of the assistants and I could play the piano. So I would play every once in a while, uh, for, for, uh, and what I, um, it is, I think there's a lot going on for everybody. And sometimes, uh, like we talked about New York city is like very stimulating for me. I think, um, for a lot of, of people who have um i'm not saying for every all all people but that have a disability or or have you know they just have a lot of things going on in their yeah. minds that it is something that brings you present and grounded where you're like oh i was having like it's just it, you're like oh this is this is nice you know this yeah. makes me feel really good yeah but i was <clears throat> just for an example one time like it was a it was a different um i was a different therapist uh i don't even know if i'm allowed to talk about this but I'll, whatever i mean basically i was playing in a room one time and like the room was very loud and i just was like i'm just going to play some relaxing music and then it was like it was like you couldn't hear a peep Thanks. like every like everyone in the room was just like <laughs> total, it was like dead silent i was like amazing i'm just going to keep playing relaxing piano music and it was such it felt it felt really good to do yeah. that cuz i felt like it sort of you know to relax the entire room and that was what i was going for i wanted to bring that sort of like okay we're in here we're going to do music let's all kind of relax and but yeah there if you were sitting there i mean playing you know, upbeat music, yeah. everybody changes to, yeah, you, to yeah, your yeah. body. Everything that you do changes to the music that you, that you're playing. And like you said, if
0: you're working out, you want something upbeat. If you want yeah. something relaxing, just, you listen to relaxing music. It's just very interesting to me. And there's obviously science behind it. I don't know the science, but yeah, like the music can put you in a different, it just can transport you. can put you in a different mood, can relax you. It can, it can make you want to be like, you know, amped up. It's just, yeah. I, I, I just love it because whatever, depending on what mood I'm in, depending on what I'm doing, I need to have something that's like sort of um, that sort of corresponds to what I'm doing, because it really just enhances for me. It enhances that moment. It enhances whatever I'm doing. Sometimes more than any what any other uh, what a drug could do, you know. Yeah,
1: and I think it can be like sometimes when you're like, what is the music that you listen to when you're on you know, and it's just you're alone what is the music that you listen to when you're around people? Do you want to share it with people? Like what's it, you know, there's so many different things that you can do with it. And it's like, wow, like we're going to go on this trip and I made this playlist and this is going to fit with driving through the mountains. This yeah. is the perfect driving through the mountains playlist. Uh, or like, you know, this, this uh, album is perfect for like, you know, I think that, you know i think that mike would really be into these songs because he's into blah 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 whatever so it's fun to like share music that way and relate
0: yeah now it. and now more days i was talking to a friend and i now that we have these you know streaming services apple itunes whatever spotify you can make mixtapes i remember when we were younger like, you make a mixtape you have to or mix CD you'd have to like find you know 15 to 18 songs that you could fit on there now you got playlists that are like 200 songs long it's just so easy to like find music I mean I love the accessibility but I feel like it takes a little bit away of the uh the uh digging like to curate a a mixtape because I'm like I used to remember I used to pride myself on making like mixtapes not just for like girls but like for friends and stuff like that you know it was
1: that was the thing to do Be like hey yeah. I made you a tape or whatever a cd it was, I was fun selling those
0: i was selling those in high school i would have like the cdrs <laughs> and i had like my dj name and i was selling them for like five dollars a pop i think i found one recently there's a lot of in sync on it and like jagged edge or something i was like nice <laughs> you know, it was way back but i mean you know nowadays you can make these these curated playlists that are just you know that, like you said they could fit any situation your road trip through the mountains you could do something where you're like a snowy cabin in maine or i don't know like yeah on the beach in florida or i don't even know if i want to go to florida let's be honest but you know a beach <laughs> on an island or something like that you know yeah i, I love it i mean yes mixtapes back in the day were a lot more i guess thoughtful i guess like in some ways because of the the small amount of songs but nowadays we can make playlist, you know, I send play I send music to friends all the time because I feel like that's like a love language in a way. You could tell a lot about somebody by the music they listen to or the or you know, I don't know, the song choices that they make. I don't know. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Or you have a conversation with somebody and you're like, you know what? I just heard the song and it reminded me of the conversation that we had today. It reflects that or you know I feel like this this song can relate to something that we just spoke about or something that we did together. You know,
0: and then then you and you
1: recall that moment yeah from song it'd be, like, be that song kind of becomes like that moment yeah, and i see. end i end up i end up as a musician i don't know if people other i'm sure lots of people do this as you start associating the music with that memory like you started you brought yeah. up nsync and you started talking you know i'm sure that brings you right back to where you were yeah,
0: when you were doing uh, it you know it's like the, it's like a, the soundtrack for your life in a way you know that yeah. memory is like literally attached to that song and yep there's so much out there nowadays wow. i mean know with your music going out there like when you go to like spotify i don't know apple so much i'm not sure but you know when you go on some of these streaming services there's like millions of artists now like there's so much stuff out there and it's not not a bad thing it's just you have so much to choose from and that means there's not just like these like few mainstream artists that are just you know uh, monopolizing the 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 industry you you have so much out there that you can allow yourself to to be seen and to be heard You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm doing this podcast on, on a few different streaming services. I mean, I'm not paying for it. I'm not getting paid for it, but mm-hmm. it's awesome to have that platform.
1: Yeah, no? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and you have the freedom to do that where like when, you know, you get, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome that it's like, you don't have to pay for this and you can just yeah. start a podcast. Sweet. You
0: know, why not? <laughs> like that was my big thing when I was starting. I was like, should I just do it? And I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen? what's the yeah. worst thing that could happen? Nothing. Like I can get zero listens. Okay, cool. Like whatever, you know, I'm not going to stop, you know, what I want to do just because I'm afraid of what people might say or what people might not say, or what people might not listen. You know, that's what people think is not none of my business. That's obviously a big, right. a, big a big, uh, not quote of mine, but a big motivator of me. You know, I don't allow that to dictate my life, you know?
1: Yeah. It's not um, your business. What other people think.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. So getting back to not just the the, the music, but um, we mentioned, we talked about it earlier, but um, your introduction to farming. So, you know, you were in, uh, what'd you say, Boston and New York for a little while. And then eventually you, did you have an, a, an epiphany? You had a, like an aha moment where it was like, not that you wanted to start farming, but that you were done with the city. And then that kind of, I guess, yeah. escalated yeah. Into the whole farming. Yeah, I was,
1: I was, I was basically just like working in studios that didn't have windows. Uh, And I went to college for music and then I started, you know, I was like, great. Now I'm working in studio and, um, you know, we're doing some stuff. We're doing some writing and recording. Mm -hmm. And then like, uh, even on my, I would be working usually nine to like eight in a studio. They're like weird hours or nine to seven. And there's just strange long hours. And then I would have like, you know, an hour lunch break or whatever, but even on my lunch break, I'd be in the middle of Manhattan. And it was just like, I s- didn't feel like I was outside. I felt like I was like, you know, I was s- sort of like <laughs> surrounded by these big buildings and this overstimulation. And I, uh, yeah, I was like when I was doing music therapy at the center, you know, I feel like the center has, uh, has helped me a lot and even like figuring out what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, like I was, I was doing music there and I was like, I was going to their CSA pickups and I was talking mm-hmm. to the farmer there about watermelons and how they were growing watermelons. And I was like, couldn't believe you could grow this in Sullivan County. And so I was doing music therapy. Uh, and I was volunteering on the farm because I had actually asked if I could work there, but I didn't really have any experience. And so I was, I would, I would work on the I would work on the farm, or I'm sorry, I would work in music therapy and then volunteer on the farm mm-hmm. for like a few hours, two, three hours a day and then um and then eventually they offered me a position to manage their CSA and like I learned a ton working there for 4 years managing a CSA managing uh, working with people where people would pick up their vegetable share once a week they would pick up um whatever like was available on the farm we would uh, divide up evenly to 300 CSA members what was seasonally available and it was it was fun too because I like got the pickups. I would play music. Like I bring my little stereo. I'd play music, and people would pick up their vegetables. I got to see everybody, the staff and the families that worked at the center. And uh, so yeah, so that was fun. And then I learned a lot about what you could grow. And while I was doing that during those four years, I was kind of like slowly buying things for the farm. And like I told you, yes. uh, what he said is like you—you you need stuff in order right. to farm. You need a tractor. You need greenhouses. And so we—I slowly was like building up to that. Mm-hmm. And so after four years of working there, I—I I sort of hit like I was like, okay, I think I've learned what I what what I need to learn here, and I'm grateful for this experience. And now I'm ready to move on. And I so I started somewhere in Time Farm, which was my great grandfather's. My great grandfather and my grandfather's. Uh, land and then my grandfather sold it and my dad it changed hands 11 times and my dad bought it back the year I was born 1988 oh wow and yeah so we 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 in during those that that time the land sort of changed but my dad was able to buy back the top of the mountain mm-hmm. um and so he bought that when I was born and so I've definitely like this uh it means a lot for me to be here with my family and yes. to farm this land. And that's what a lot of my songs are about is like, is growing up here and, you know, and farming here. And so four years ago I started somewhere in time farm. That was when I left or left the center. I worked on, actually, it's not true. I worked on another farm for a year. Cause I wanted to, the center was nonprofit and then I wanted to go to New Pulse and work on a for-profit farm. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I, and then I started somewhere in time farm. Um, and yeah, so I just, I was like, let's just give it a go. Uh, we had built up some infrastructure by then and uh, some tractors and a greenhouse, just one little small greenhouse. We just started out of that and we just kept building more and more because you need, we're trying to protect the crops and extend the growing season. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing for us is, you know, we have a, such a short growing season here. It's a four month frost free uh, season. And so with the greenhouses, it adds, we can grow year round uh, vegetables now. So we just choose the vegetables that are heartiest in the winter months and the, uh, like sp- main thing being like spinach, kale, lettuce, uh, some parsley and the flavors of vegetables. If we're talking like fl- taste wise, cause they're stressed out and they have all these sugars to protect yeah. them. There's just the flavors just off the charts and I love winter greens. And I, I think it, it's like totally changed the way I eat because I've never I had never eaten anything. I learned this at the center. We were picking spinach all winter. And, um, we had some interns working with us. And I was like, don't even add anything to it. Just saute it. They're like, come on. They're like, they're like salt, pepper, olive oil. I was like, okay, you could do that. But don't add anything else. And it's so sweet. They're like, what else did you add to this? I'm like, <laughs> nothing. It's that crazy. It's like, really, it changes your whole perspective of what how good fresh food can be, especially." crispy fall winter and spring vegetables you know there's a huge focus There's a ton of pressure farmers they do tomatoes when are you gonna have the tomatoes (laughs) we want the heirlooms yeah oh my god you got the sun gold like the little cherry sun golds which are they are phenomenal yeah um but yeah there's there's so much great stuff out there and i learned a lot of all these different varieties and types of vegetables i didn't even know about at the center and then yeah, um, I became very passionate about food and, and growing food and how the process is. And, you know, I I just think farmers are badass. I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to learn from the great guys who are like been doing this for a long time. I, like I told you earlier, I'm very, I'm a beginner, you know, I've only had this business for four years. I've only farmed for eight. And I feel like I'm just still, I mean, it's just, yeah, exactly. I'm like, trying to you know uh, i'm you know i'm like going for it with the onion crop this year like i told you i'm like okay we're doing we're doing thirty thousand onions so i mean in the scale of like onion growing that's like very very small but for me it's like a big crop
0: you know wait so but when you say onions is it not, Is it like the green onions but also full onions it's
1: so i actually i put a lot i planned out how i was going to do this so the availability will start with scallions, yeah, and then it'll go to purplet, which is the variety I grow of is a purple onion bottom. It's like a scallion top, it's yeah. a spring onion. Yeah. A purple bottom, and they're they're just these beautiful little um it's almost like you only get about golf ball yeah, size yeah. at the biggest. Those are good. Um, and so then I grow those, and then from there we move to Sierra Blancas, which are big white summer onions. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we move to the Walla Walla sweet onion, which is from Walla Walla, Oregon. And they're just another fresh eating onion. They don't last very long, like maybe a couple of weeks. So you have to eat them within two weeks. Oh. And then from there, uh, we move on to our, our storage onions, which is our standard yellow and red storage. And then to keep the – that's my plan is to keep, you know, knock on wood. Everything grows okay, you know. Woo, say a couple prayers yeah and hope, hope, hope for a good crop and oh, so that's man. the plan on those
0: i i absolutely love 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 onions like me I mean, too it's, it's so interesting because when i was a kid i did not like them i remember my dad eating them with like bagel locks and cream cheese or like he would eat go filter fish back in the day and it'd be like horseradish or like the pickled horseradish i think it was like purple and like onions and i'd be like Ugh. now i literally eat, like raw i have to have raw onions in my salad like I, oh you know, I love
1: it. my salad and my they make for me they make the sandwich like yeah. like a
0: turkey Swiss mayo gotta have some onion on it. Uh, I mean, I yeah, onion, I mean, I'm a big fan of red and I mean, but like those varieties, like you said, and scallions are like the the bait uh, would you call it like spring onions, right? Well, they're called I think scallions can
1: also be called green onions spring, green onions, yeah, spring onions basically are like having a scallion top, but like a like a Golf ball oh, size, yeah. size onion but, at the bottom, is yeah, I, those,
0: yeah, and I know it's coming up soon, but uh, I mean, it's I don't think it's in the same family, but around here we have uh, some spots that have ramps. Oh my god, I got some big ramp patches out behind my woods. I got well, I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't know your spot, but um, I'm not going to name the name of the person I'll show that, you that showed me the spot, but there's a spot you know somewhere in Sullivan County, I'm not giving that up uh the name <laughs> definitely Nobody, never, not on a podcast no no not just because of that but like i i've heard stories from him in other places where people completely decimated the patch
1: oh yeah they weren't even yeah. mindful
0: it's like there was a patch probably that was you know i don't know like a football field long and and wide of, of ramps and they just took all of it and it's like just take what you need like i mm-hmm. would take like a few bunches and and i'd make an amazing like ramp dressing, avocado ramp dressing. And I pickled some, but I just took enough for, you know, for me and for like a few friends. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. That's why I won't tell anybody. Cause I don't trust people.
1: Yeah. You're probably better off doing that. <laughs> you know?
0: Like it's just, they are, I, so- I,
1: when they're right in the beginning, when they're like tender, I don't like them when they get really big and people love to pickle them. That's my style is just like when they're fresh, like early, when they just like when they come up and just like start to open their leaves up. Yeah. Like, yeah i they saw take, they take,
0: i heard they take seven years to grow that's what my friend was saying
1: yeah i think that's right yeah and so some people sometimes thing. just
0: pull the greens and like they'll regenerate right so they won't pull the bulb out i think right yeah. yep
1: No, nope, that's right yeah if you leave the roots they'll just keep coming
0: back that and um are they called i don't know if i'm gonna get the name wrong fiddleheads fiddlehead ferns
1: yeah, yeah. i have never actually i've i've never eaten one of those
0: they had them uh, have my calicoon sometimes i think I lucky see. dog Lucky dog and maybe hellers. I don't know. Someone had it, maybe. They definitely had it. Um, are they good? Yeah, they are. I mean, I saute them with you know olive oil, salt, pepper. So
1: that's what that's the classic that I tell people at the farm stand. Yeah, they're like they're like, they're like they're, uh, what do I do with these? I'm like, like they're like, I don't know. It's like if it's like broccoli, rob or something. They're like I'm, like, I'm like, what do I do? I'm like just saute it with uh, garlic and olive oil or something.
0: Yeah, like that. garlic olive oil, <laughs> garlic and olive. oil. It's like. But it is that simple, and some people they overcomplicate it. They they think that it has to be some like, you know, I don't know, like urban infused drizzle with like I don't know. True, it's straight
1: up, if the if the veggie is good, yeah, uh, you shouldn't have to add a million things
0: to no. it. No, and like you were saying about the the spinach, which I didn't know about. Like I remember you gave me a, a little bite of that one piece of spinach in the greenhouse. Yeah, and that thing was like I could have ate a bowl of that just like popcorn.
1: Oh my God. They're like, it's so sweet. It's their Savoy type. There's different kinds of spinach. Like that yeah. one, I think I'm saying it right. Savoy. Like there's just like smooth flat leaf. And then Savoy, Savoy is more like rib. It's like a, like, I don't know how to say it. like, uh, yeah, it's kind of got like, like bubbles in it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like got more ridges on it and they're t- It's tough spinach, the Savoy type. And it grows like big and tough and they can survive the winter here with i stopped heating my greenhouse like right around christmas and what a lot of growers will use will use like a row cover to protect them inside the greenhouse but i didn't do that and they still they still survived like we were picking spinach just in an unheated greenhouse all winter long and i was like this is insane like i didn't like and i learned like i said I, i the moment for me when i was like whoa was at the center i was like this is the craziest thing I didn't know that it was, I didn't know that you could do that in Sullivan County. I didn't know that it was possible.
0: What, something you said earlier, which was interesting. And it, it goes back to like, I guess, yeah, like, like botany and, and, or, or just like chemistry. But so when the plants feel like they are being stressed out, sugars, will they'll release sugars for protection.
1: Yeah. It's like they, they really, they naturally release these sugars to protect them from freezing. And some Ooh. of them will f- freeze and yeah thaw and freeze and thaw, like bok choy and spinach can freeze and thaw and it still doesn't die really like really resilient as long as they're sort of like beefed up to it so like they can't go from growing in like 50 to 75 degree weather to being like 10 degrees then they're it's just too much of a shock but if you like if you if they're in stages and then once they're like tough they're there like you can just keep having 10 degree nights and they'll still be fine once they've acclimated to the weather
0: so what is so in your four years of, of farming? What has been the uh, the hardest part? I mean, I mean, there's probably like tons of hard parts. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. What is I don't know. I would
1: say the one I deal with the most um, is the t- the amount of time that I'm here. Yeah, I love the land. I love farming. Um, it requires a lot. I feel like if to do it correctly, yeah. you got to be here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what they say. The best fertilizer is the farmer's footprint. That's like a, I guess a cliche thing to that's say. That's t-shirt here. right there. <laughs> Learn that from John Gorzinski. <laughs> he's one of the, he's a legend, you know, and I think that it's true. I think that the, I think it's like that with any job though. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you were like, you know, I own this, but I have this person in charge and this person in charge, and so I don't have to be here, it still is never the same. No. And I feel like, yeah, this is this is a farm, but it's a business. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, I, I I take it, I try not to take everything too seriously, but I do. I take it seriously, and I think about it constantly. And I think the, the constant thinking is is it can be difficult for me. That's the hardest thing that I I feel like, you know, I'm here, I'm present with you, um, but I, I'm trying to not think about what I have to do to keep plants growing and alive and not miss my calendar schedule. Yeah. I have calendars all over the place. (laughs) I have one there. I have one on my desk over there. And it's just like, It's it's a reminder that Justin, you can't really fall behind too much, or you're going to miss the opportunity. Yeah, you have.
0: You have a window. Go ahead. You have a lot of windows.
1: You have windows, like if I didn't start my onions within the past month, or Mm -hmm. start growing onions in April, like storage onions, and they're like they're daylight sensitive. So it's like you lose opportunities if you if you don't do it, and so like the grind of being like you have to in in some sense i was just talking to this but i was talking to a photographer last night about it and she's like you must love this i'm like i do and she's like is there anything you don't like about it and i was like well yeah the the like the like having to do it is it's in one way it's like whoa like you can't you can't really fluff it up and be like yeah. make something else that it's not it's like it is what it is with farming and i love yes. that about it mm-hmm. and then you know, but the other thing be like, wow, we're going to get this huge freeze, you know, in October, you know, end of October, and like we haven't gotten the turnips out of the field or whatever. It's like you have to focus and you have to do it, or you've just lost your investment yeah. and your time. And so, in some ways, it's like it brings you clarity because you're like, there's there's huge focus where like we have to do it. You're like, I know what we have to do. I can't have monkey brain and do five other things. We have to do this. Yeah. So that's. So there's a little bit of give and take there. So I guess that's a long answer of the things that I that I struggle with, but no, I, I find difficult. It,
0: like you said, it's it happens not just in, in farming, but obviously that's your it's unique to you because it's you living your life with that business. I find it the same thing with me. I'm here, I'm as present as I can be here. But in the back of my mind, it's like, I need to put out this, I need to fix this on my website, I need to call mm-hmm. this client, I need to, and it's like, yes, all those things need to be done, but they can't be done in this moment when you're engaging in something else, but it's, it's all about that balance. And it's not, it's easier said than done. And everybody's always like, just balance, like find moderation. Like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me that. But to actually find
1: moderation and write lists.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm not good at writing lists, but what I am good at this year and some friends made me do it is I got a planner. The listeners can't read it or see it, but like, look at my, like my plan is like crazy stuff. Like, because you get that. I want one. It's That's called, nice. a, I mean, I'm going to plug them. They're not giving me money for this, but maybe I'll get them as a sponsor. It's yeah. called a passion planner. And then inside of it, it has like, um, where'd you get book, it? Um, online passionplanner.com. I think it is. And, and they, um, they have like this week's focus, good things that happened, like space of infinite possibility and it breaks <laughs> down all into like the half hour. And it's, uh, it's not leather. So it's vegan friendly for me. And it mm. has the, it has the, um, the, the bookmark thing. And then also like the rubber band around it. This this just became an ad for the Passion Planner. I literally just gave them a 30-second spot on the most popular podcast in the Northeast. Um, um, I love how but, you change your
2: voice for the most popular uh, podcast.
0: I have, I mean, I'm getting ready for my ad reads eventually. Um, no, but, <laughs> but like I needed that and I had to like, I would do stuff with a planner. I've gotten them in the past and then I would fade because I'd be like all gung-ho about it. Yeah. But now that I'm juggling a lot more things, I really need to open it up in the morning and, and look. You know, a few weeks from now, I need to look. And it also has like a monthly outlook of things. And I need that because I have so many moving pieces. Yeah, it's important. Can, that's I can, smart. I could quickly get lost. I could quickly start devoting too much energy in one thing that doesn't need to be done right this moment, but I get caught up in it. And for you, it's it's the same, but it's different because it's the same because you have to juggle a lot of things. It's different because if you miss something, you could miss an entire crop. And that could be X amount of dollars, profit for putting back in the business to put money in your pocket to enjoy yourself it's it's a lot of pressure
1: yeah there is and then it's like the quality has to be there for the chefs quality has to be there for the market so it's like you could grow it right it's that's only one part of it you know then you got a post-harvest you have to you have to do that correctly you have to bring it to the market correctly without it wilting so it's like it's it's always you're like you're on so
0: (laughs) yeah so with with your product and your produce i mean you're people come to the farm to get stuff
1: right so this this year uh there's multiple ways that you can get it if you want to come the during the week uh it actually probably be I haven't decided if it's going to be seven days a week or not
2: yeah um
1: it might be because I'm we might do the honor system and I have a, a cooler that I'm working on right now uh, that you can come to the farm where we process vegetables and there's gonna be a little cooler like a little glass cooler that you can oh, okay. like, open up the door and like honor system and you can buy vegetables from the farm and i also uh, the only products that i have that aren't ours are like my friend roger hill he grows organic legitimately grows organic apples that uh that aren't heavily sprayed at all and he uses some minimal stuff but it's it's very he just doesn't use heavy sprays he uses things that are uh Not toxic to human beings. Oh, what's that? Like water soluble, almost. You could just yeah, yeah. Yeah, He uses like clay and stuff to protect them from. I don't know if it's like a bug or clay apple. Like
0: what is this? What is this? A clay apple? Like a
1: yeah. Apple (laughs) tastes like clay. No, it washes right off. Yeah. Uh, But he again doesn't use heavy sprays, and I sell his apples because where are you gonna find local organic apples? So I have his stuff here uh, in the fall, but you know, for the majority of the season, it's just, it's all our, our, what we have available on the farm. And so you could, you could buy them there, or I do a pop-up stand, uh, in front of main street farm Saturdays and Sundays from uh, 10 to two in the uh, every weekend starting in first week in May.
0: Well, Justin, where's main street farm for the listeners out there? <laughs>
1: On uh, Main Street in Livingston Manor,
0: I <laughs> was like my speaking voice again. There, no.
1: Yeah, it's um, really easy to find us because it's the only white tent jutting out in front of a store <laughs> in the middle of the street, uh, Livingston Manor.
0: And then you also, like you said a little bit earlier, and I think I saw you post something, or you know, you supply for restaurants around the in Sullivan County, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of restaurants popping up. The restaurants that um, that are consistently have our produce at the moment are like. The Cat which is a brick oven pizza place in Livingston Manor, and Main Street Farm, obviously. I'm very good friends with the owner of both of those businesses, mm-hmm. and he's been a a very uh, a very good friend and and helped me uh, get this business going. As far as very supportive, buying mm-hmm. product from me since for for four years, and uh, um, I'm very grateful for uh, the owner is uh, John Westergreen. Okay, and I'm very very grateful for uh, what he's. He, like, legitimately, like, I feel like he started these businesses to support local farms. And so, like, he created these menus based around what he can get locally. And it, and it's hard to do that because getting consistent product from local farms can be really, it can be just really difficult for supply and, yeah. you know, lots of other uh, logistical reasons. But, yeah, he's done an amazing job. Uh, he's been a great friend. And I also supply to like um, a lot of the foster supply hospitality okay. uh, restaurants like the de Bruce, uh, de Bruce is, a, they're, they're literally like a few miles over the
0: hill. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's about as local as it can get. Yeah. And um, when people see that, I mean, even if you're from here, you're not from here, they see that it comes from a local farm. I feel that there's more of a connection to it. It tells a story. It, it also shows them that the community is, tight knit you know the people are yeah. supporting one another and yeah. it makes people feel better about what they're eating as opposed to you know getting i don't know mcdonald's i mean i don't know like i'll I'll save my spiel about mcdonald's but you know like it's it it just it it's different it's a different experience and you're not just selling food you're selling an experience and when people are like oh the chef or the wait, waiter or waitress comes out and says this comes from a farm literally down the road like this kale or these onions or these turnips or whatever it may be are literally from like 2 miles down the road that were picked yesterday. I mean, how much more fresh can you get besides actually picking it out of the ground and taking a bite out of it, you know?
1: It, it makes a it does make a massive difference and I give a lot of the farmers so much respect. Um <laughs> I've never looked at a cro- uh sometimes <laughs> I walk around <laughs> like a grocery store and I'm like, "Look at that onion." <laughs> and i used to like you know this is this thing at the dinner table and mom would talk about the benefits of broccoli for the brain and i would just be like she'd start talking about it like which is like so rude and like and then i was like mom blah 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 blah." the broccoli no here i am growing vegetables you know and it's like i should have listened to her more when i was younger you know and then like she had all this great advice well you you
0: take care you take care of the growing i'll take care of the uh the nutritional benefits You you stay there and I mean, I'm sure you obviously know some things about it, but you know, I'll I'll take, I'll go further than the um the the olive oil garlic um advice. I'll, okay. I'll take it deeper than that. But okay. no, it's true. Like you know, back in the day, you didn't want to hear about that stuff. I don't know. You Neither go did to the
1: Farm stand. It'd be great to have you at the farm stand talking there, or like maybe people could sample something, or like it would be yeah. really nice to have you there.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Th- yeah, there's a lot of things that we uh we spoke about in the past or in the recent like a few days ago when i stopped by about you know doing things because i think it goes hand in hand you know farming food and obviously like nutrition i i I don't know people i'm like just a firm believer and a firm like pusher of people really taking um taking ownership of what they put in their body you think that would be a very simple concept but it's not sometimes because sometimes food is a matter of convenience convenience or you're just kind of like whatever you can to eat on the go and people sometimes don't really think about what they put in their body. It's like, I don't know if I made this up or heard it somewhere, but sometimes if people have a car, if they have a, a vehicle, they'll like, they'll like wax it and get it cleaned all the time and make sure it's like pristine. But then they'll like shove shit in their body. <laughs> yeah. and, and the reason is because you don't know what your insides look like. If we had a camera down there and you were like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like you would have <laughs> a lot more mind it But because you can't see it, you know, you're just thinking it goes down into your mouth and it's like, Magically, it comes out as poop. I don't know. Like they don't really understand everything that it does.
1: And it does you know? to your skin, man. Like it does to your yeah, your yeah, bones and your skin, skin and bone, and your, your mind, your, your, your everything. Yeah. Everything.
0: And yeah, I think people should be more a little bit more educated, and and that's a big thing. It's I don't want to say it's lack of education. Sometimes it's also lack of resources financially, and also just resources in general. Sometimes people don't have time. You know, and upbringing, I
1: mean, we spoke about this earlier it's like you know your upbringing has a lot of influence yeah. on, on that too you know I mean, i'm very lucky to have a family you know my mom being like really like eat your vegetables yes. you know
2: <laughs> yeah
1: really focusing on that it's it's sort of like we, we inevitably we grow up in america and it's like meat and potatoes is like a big yeah. you know just like ireland it's like yeah. you know it's like a lot of that kind of a diet where it's like you know like there's like so many potatoes and so much steak and cheeseburgers and hot dogs and it's like there's fun yeah it's fun but you shouldn't be eating that stuff like every single day
0: yeah, yeah. i i i remember growing up going over to a friends houses that like would have like hamburgers or like spaghetti and you always have a glass of milk with dinner and i look back now and i'm like but also but also even in my house like so my mom kind of you know was very much into health and wellness um so we'd have good dinners like she would cook nutritious dinners but i'd have a pantry full of oreos ring dings ding dongs yodels like the drake's (laughs) coffee cakes yo those are good
1: they are they really are are so
0: good i'm not denying that i can't
1: even have them in my place or i'll eat them so i don't even buy it because i'll eat it
0: no so now Nowadays, no, like I, I don't, because I know it's just a craving, you know, it doesn't have any nutritional value, but I was instilled with at least a a framework. And then as I got older, as I started to live on my own, I started to cook by myself. And then little bit, little by little, I started to incorporate new things. And then it got me to where I am today. It wasn't an overnight transition. You know, it didn't happen overnight. It was little by little and I so just
1: practice you're like what you're going through is like a practice and yeah. you're, you're, you're being diligent about the practice
0: yeah exactly and it's it's really become a lifestyle I don't like using the word diet either because people diets don't last you know they're very much like one month two month here like south beach diet or or whatever you know you want to get slim quick but it needs to become a lifestyle and it needs to be not focusing on losing weight, you need to eat healthier and then the weight will eventually come off as a byproduct. Eating,
1: well, yeah, eating healthier and also like we talked about this earlier, the time when you're eating. Yeah. yeah. If you even <laughs> if you eat an apple and peanut butter, if you ate an apple and peanut butter at uh lunch, fine. But you eat an apple and peanut butter at eleven o'clock. Not fine. It's just sitting in your it's I mean
0: uh-huh. I mean,
1: peanut butter is delicious. It also is a fat and it will sit in your stomach all night long.
0: Well, if you think about it, um, peanut butter is literally, it's fat, protein and carbs. It's like everything. And I I spoke about this, like it was last night, like I couldn't fall asleep. And I was like, I want a spoon of peanut butter. And I was like, don't do it, Kyle. Don't do it. Like, you know, you know, like just drink water. And then my stomach got the best of me. And I was like, I'm having it. And it tasted so good. <laughs> I was just like, "Why'd you do that, man? Like, why did you do that?" Hey, at least you
1: didn't have like buffalo chicken pizza or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. But it's still like gonna sit in your stomach. And I, I, I called myself out on it, and I was like, "Okay, well, it happened." And then you move on to the next day. But yeah, it is a when you eat is also a huge thing. You know, I, I before we did this, I'm recording this. We're recording this on Sunday night. I brushed my teeth already. I'm done eating for the night. I have my water. If I need something, I'm gonna drink my water and that's and i if i feel my stomach starting to bubble up a little bit i just drink more water because i'm not really hungry it's just kind of boredom
1: you know? More it's, habitual night yeah. snacking is really fun to do and watch netflix it's yeah. like, like it's just fun to do
0: yeah and i need to like move away from that you know but i mean but every we're all on our own path we all have we're all works in progress so you know if you slip and fall it's okay man yeah I mean, it's the same thing i mean it's the same thing with. Personally, it's the same thing with your, your business. You know, it's all you learn from your mistakes and it's going to happen. And you're going to just look back and say, Oh, that didn't work. I know now moving forward that it's not going to work. And you have to constantly be just maturing and, and evolving because if you don't, you're personally, you're going to suffer and then your business will suffer. Right. Now the farm will just like go, it'll just shrivel up. Yeah. I don't want that to happen, but.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I I definitely was in a place last year when farming where I was uh, I was sort of letting the work take over everything in my life, and that's something I'm being really diligent to not let it do. And I would I would speak for a lot of farmers and tell them that you and your quality of life and the people around you are more important than than you know the vegetables. Because if you aren't well, you're, you're just, it's just, it's like a snowball. Yeah, effect. Yeah. It's, it's happened to me a lot because I'd be like, I'm going to do more of this this year. And then you just overdo it. And then you're eating. Like I talked to you earlier, we're eating late at night. Cause you're like, I'm just going to work till nine. Cause it's dark at nine. I'm working till nine. Yeah. Peace. And then you're eating. Like you're just like so hungry. Cause you haven't eaten for like eight, eight hours. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah yeah and you're like in bed like eating whatever and you're like oh my god i'm so hungry and then you're like oh this is a cool show on netflix and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't even tell you about of times i did that but i was becoming really unhealthy um because of it i was i'm a i was a i'm farming and gaining weight i'm like holy shit this is it's what i'm doing it's when i'm what i'm eating yeah when i'm eating and what i'm eating basically when i'm eating yeah and, um, emotions, mm-hmm. uh, have like a ton to do with your diet and oh, like yeah. your mental state and, so, and it becomes cyclic. You just become oh, yeah. like, okay, then I'm going to get to the next day. I'm going to go, gonna catch up. And it's like, I'm going to catch up and, I, and you have to be, I have, I'm saying this to, I'm, I'm saying this on here because I'm trying to ingrain this into my own mind that I need to be responsible for my health. Mm-hmm um and care more about that than than, then the i mean it sounds crazy but then the vegetables and i think a lot about them but i need to they won't be able to thrive if i'm not you know no no exactly it's like yeah you
0: need you need to come to a place where you're just you know holding yourself accountable and where you can start to really just start to make small changes and 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 those small changes are going to have bigger and more profound effects but you know you have to start you have to start somewhere and you know if you're not in the right headspace then like you said like how is your farm how your vegetables gonna grow properly because you're not gonna be able to give it the proper attention you know you're not gonna be able to give it you know if you're if you're not feeling well like even physically how you gonna like till the land or i don't even know what that really means but you know if you're how you gonna you know You're like, good job, Kyle. Yeah, um, it sounds
1: great, man. I'm a farmer. now. Yeah, you want to come farm with me? You got it.
0: <laughs> I got the job. Um, uh, so, um, but yeah, you won't be able to do some of those things. You know, you won't be able to enjoy the benefits of the vegetables. But not only that, but like farming and being in nature and 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 just becoming more connected with it. Because you're making not you. I'm not saying you, but just making not so good decisions, poor decisions, decisions that aren't going to put you in the best place. And allow you to do the, the best work, you know? Mm-hmm. And you missed it's like that. You said snowballs like the domino effect, you know, you st- it starts with you, and then so many other things suffer. And yep. we spoke about it earlier. And I think that's like the I think we should just like name this podcast. We spoke about this earlier with Justin Sutherland. <laughs> but uh maybe we should maybe we
1: maybe we don't have to say that. But it's, I naturally want to say that because we like just talked about this. Yeah, I know. We're trying I, I, know, can't I, help, know. I can't help it, but I'm like but you know I said it earlier, but yeah. well, I, I keep saying it to you. But, I don't know if I'm doing but,
0: we, we spoke about how, you know, um, how healing and, and, uh, transformative being in nature can be, you know, how and nature obviously is nature to me is trees, grass, dirt, soil, like farming. And, and it really does the mind, body and the soul so much good. And you are literally in like, not the wheat you're in, you're in it by doing, by farming. Like you're literally putting yourself in that space. So it has to really help you mentally to be, you know, farming every, all the time. So if you're like, I guess I'm correlating with what I was talking about before. So follow me people. Um, if you're not in the right headspace because of what you're eating, you won't be able to enjoy those benefits, not just of the vegetables, but of the, you know, of the healing properties of, of the, of being in nature. If that makes yeah, sense. I think-
1: yeah, it, it definitely plays. It's why I was drawn to it, and it nature is like a natural healer, and and it's and it's simple, right? We talked I, talk I can't help saying it. I'm sorry. We
0: talked about it earlier. Everybody
1: we got it. Earlier. We talked about it. That's what we're doing. We talked about it earlier with Justin. <laughs> we, we talked about it earlier with Justin and Kyle. Um. Being in nature, it's an it's actually not that hard. Life it doesn't have to be that complicated. No. Just, you know, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, get some fresh air, go into the woods, uh, be with the be in nature, be with the trees, uh, get your hands in the soil, wash the dirt off.
0: Yeah, smell you've heard of that before smell the, the soil. Healing properties of just like putting your hands in, in soil. Oh yeah, without a doubt. It's like it's it's unbelievable. Do you, it <laughs> you ever rub it on your face? <laughs> Sometimes I go like this.
1: I do like no, the fall thing under the yeah. eyes.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's anywhere it touches your skin, that's why people do like the the whole grounding thing where they walk barefoot on the on the soil. Even if you lay down with like your body touching the grass, it has this, the earth has an electronic charge and it, it literally you're connected to it. You plug in your mm-hmm. feet, it, it plugs into your feet and it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, outside and you put your hand on a tree Mm -hmm. you know it's you connecting with that tree is alive Mm -hmm. the grass is alive it's a living organism so you're transferring the energy and it's it's healing it's transformative it's meditative it's i don't know like we spoke about it earlier but you know it's like (laughs) a drug that like you know that you can't get anywhere else as far as you know making you feel you know i don't want to say mind-altering but like it just it just elevates your mood you know it's a mood and you can't really can't get that in the city or city life with some with the park but it's not the same because if you're in the city you still see buildings and it's just it's different there's noises there's jarring noises you know there's loud noises and when you're in the woods here you might hear like birds or trees crackling or like a cow mooing if you're by a farm or or like a squirrel rustling through the leaves and it's like all these sounds that are just very much soothing you know listen to the birds yeah and you don't and if people don't know about it if they've never been exposed to it i don't know if they know what they're missing and i'm not trying to sit on like a like pedestal like oh like you should be in nature but i feel like some people just have never experienced it so they don't know what they have they don't know what they're missing because they've never experienced it
1: it's sometimes amazing to have people come up here where like we met (laughs) We met some friends, well, now they're good friends of ours, and we were at, we were eating dinner at the Arnold House in front of a bonfire, and they had, like, overheard us talking about the farm, and they're like, wait, wait, you guys have a farm? And i was like, yeah, and they were like, well, it was, it was this one couple, and they they were like, can we come visit and I was like, sure, and, like, I show, I walked in the garden with them, and she, like, she loved to cook, and she was going to her uh, fiancé, she was like, I want this, I want all of this, She's like, I want the vegetables. I want the garden. Can we get a truck? I just, like, loved them for that. I thought it was really cool because, like, I I don't think they had ever done that before. They had never been on a farm, and they never uh, – I just let them go under the row cover, and I was like, just go pick some fennel out of there. And they are like, picking up these heads of fennel. They are like, oh, my God. And it's just like – it is – it's really – it's freaking cool to pull turnip – these hawker eye turnips and bite into them out of the soil. I mean – I don't know if there's certain moments for me that are like, man, it doesn't get much better than that. There's certain things that everybody's different. Right. Some people are like skydiving. It doesn't get much better than that. For me, it's like, you know, eating a turnip out of the ground. Yeah. And it's so juicy and it's delicious. Yeah. I was like, this is what life is about.
0: You know, <laughs> like literally that's like someone is making the connection between the food that they eat and where it comes from. You know, grocery stores, you pick up fruit sometimes or vegetables and people don't, usually don't think about where it came from. I mean, they know it didn't come from, you know, the supermarket just didn't like grow in the back room, but they don't take the time to think about, you know, where it was grown, it was transported there. Like the people that helped pick it, you know, the story of the, of the vegetables. So when someone gets to literally pick their own vegetables or see it being picked and being used to cook or just eat it right on the spot, it creates a newfound respect for the land. Yeah. The land is literally giving you food. And then it connects you. The
1: great thing too, is it starts to connect you to these people. They bring it home. And then they, what I love is when people send me uh, a picture of their dinner and they're like, and they're like, you know, they talk about the vegetables that, I mean, I I didn't start farming because I was like, I want to, I want to farm and be a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
0: think think that's, I
1: don't think this is the right avenue for that, you know? Uh, But I started it because it, um. Uh, yeah, I want to make a living at it, and I. I am where it's what I'm doing, and it, it. It can be really, really difficult with very slim margins at times, but it's the people that come here and they do that and they pick take pictures of their dinner plate and they come here and you give them a bag of vegetables. I. It makes me feel so good to do that, mm-hmm. and it releases something in me that makes me feel very happy, yeah. and I feel like I'm doing my part to give these people something that I worked hard that to not, that is a a pure product Mm -hmm. isn't altered and isn't sprayed for them to eat. And I feel good about if they were here with their children, they can bite into the carrots right out of the ground and there's not a problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and that feels really good. And I'm just trying to, and I'm, 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 I would like to figure out how to work with more people and how to grow farms in a way that, um, will be able to teach people how to do this and, mm-hmm. and, um, and be able to grow my, the whole thing, my motto is, is flavorful and nutritious and ha- like, and healthy. And that's, those are, that to me means more than being like, I grew. And but it's what people want to hear, right? Like yeah. the banks want to hear it and like, you know, the big, and everyone who loves to compare, I'm not really like, a, I don't want to like compare, you know, a lot yeah. of, for some reason a lot of men love to compare i don't know if you feel yeah. like that man but like yeah, like bro hey how many pounds of potatoes do you grow this year i'm like well i go to twelve thousand like, <laughs> like, i grew eighty thousand like i don't know what to do with that i'm like that's great you know it's yeah, like yeah. i'm like cool cool you know and like for me it's like but when in within our twelve thousand, we grew like magic, Molly and French Fingerling and Lorette and all these cool varieties mm-hmm. that taste unbelievable yeah, that yeah. you can't get in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And so that that to me is like what we we were speaking about is quantity mm-hmm. or quality. Sorry, I said it backwards. Quality um, yeah. over quantity.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and sometimes you'll the quality will suffer if you're just trying to have the most the most potatoes but it also goes with you're trying to have the most money and sometimes you chasing that your quality of life is going to be affected it's like with anything in life you know yeah um, i
1: eat, i well, i'm chasing the money but i have no time to f- figure out what i want to eat every day so i eat fast food seven days a week yeah or i, have I, don't, know, I don't have time I don't, for that you know,
0: sure. or i have a family i don't i don't see my kid i don't know like and to each their own like everybody's gonna do what they got to do and right you know, they feel necessary but for me that's something that just did not sit well with me you know i was in the city for 10 some 10 years and I just at some point I was like I've had enough and I knew that I just didn't vibe with it anymore it was fun while it lasted I loved the energy I had a great time there I met amazing people had amazing experiences but it was time for a change and I knew I needed to get out of there and then when I came back here I was like holy shit like I've been missing this my whole life like I ran away from this to try to explore and then I came back and I was like there's so much here to offer not that I was ever like shitting on it but I was just like I just didn't remember because I was so young and I never really took advantage of the hiking, the the road biking, the the camping, everything that you could do outdoors. Like even like friends who have, like you, like have farms and that are that are passionate about this area where we grew up in. I love that because I'm passionate about it. That's why I came back. You know, I could have went other places, I think, but I chose to come back here because I believe this area needs to be, or has the ability to be even better than it was a long time ago. Like when our parents were here possibly. You know, you're like,
1: connected to it. You know, yeah, you're connected yeah. to this is your home. Yeah. You grew up here yeah and you're you're working on improving an, an area that that you grew up in and you, yeah. and it has you know you has a connection to you and that's yeah. i'm in the same boat that's why yeah. i'm here you know I, I i love farming but if someone was like justin uh i'll pay you 10 million dollars and you're going to move out to california i'd be like no
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm not interested
0: yeah
1: i'm interested here i'm interested in my home i'm interested yeah. in my community
0: and you want to eventually I'm, I'm, I'm not putting, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm assuming that you want to pass this, far, that you want to pass this farm down to somebody eventually.
1: Yeah. Know? I would love, yeah. I would love to have children one day and pass, pass this farm down to them and you know, all the infrastructure will already be here. Yeah, exactly. And I want to keep, so, keep this farm yeah. in, in our family. You know, we lost it in, in, uh, in the sixties for 11 year, or 11 years, something like that. And we, my dad was able to, you know, my dad was able to buy it back, uh, thank God. And it would be, it would be amazing to, to be able to keep it. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to figure out how do we continue to be blessed to live on this incredible piece of property that we feel very grateful to be on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is incredible. I, I stopped by and I'm going to be there a lot more this spring and summer because yeah, I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. I feel like I haven't been there. I used to go there way back in the day when like, we used to hang out with your sister and friends, but I don't really remember it like from this perspective. I remember it as like going to a house and hanging out and like, not partying, but like high school shit, you know? And then yeah. like come back now and I'm like, whoa, like there's a farm and that your, your mom has the yoga space. That's, I don't even want to call it a yoga studio because it's like something more epic than that. It's epic. Like if anybody's around in, in Liberty, Parksville area, check out Just Breathe Yoga. Uh-huh. Giving plugs all over the place. No one's paying me here. Uh, um, but give uh, us
2: some vegetables.
0: Yeah, but um, but yeah, like it's 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 gorgeous. I mean, I I was I'm baffled, not every day, but you know, or amazed at so much of the beauty that's here that I haven't seen in a while or didn't recognize or didn't realize because I wasn't here. And yeah, I was just I wasn't in it. So now that I'm back here and I'm starting to explore more, I'm just like, wow, this place has like so much to offer that people may not know about. And we, me and you, I would say we're still part of the younger-ish generation, maybe not young, but but it's up to us and the people that are a little bit younger than us to, to sort of prop it up and build it up because the people, our parents and stuff, you know, they're, they're not stuck in their ways, but they're settled. But we need to be able to like bring it to the masses for people to come up here and enjoy it, you know, and just see everything that we have to offer, but also helping the people within our community because, you know, so- our areas are, are not the, I guess, most um, economically prosperous. Is that the word? I don't know. Um, and also like, and also the most healthy, but
1: we've been talking about that a lot. My my mom and I, my mom's been really, she's like, well, I want, I don't want this. I want this place to be a place where people can come and afford to yeah. learn about yoga and mm-hmm. breathing and vegetables yeah. and and how to grow food. And we want it to be a place that, you know, actually one of the lines in the song that my mom helped me write, I wrote, uh, this is our land. This is our home. She was like, I think you should change that lyric. I was like, why? She's like, I think you should say we share our land. We share our home. Mm. I was like, that was the most beautiful thing. I feel like I was like, that just sums up how awesome she is. Yeah. And like, and that's what she wants to do. I don't mind, you know, the, the ultimate goal here is to share mm-hmm. what we have yeah. and that's what we, i that's what we were put on this earth not to be like this is this is all mine
0: oh man you that know, word me
1: and no one else gets to have it
0: man that word mine me like mine this is mine or my my your
1: child thing that yeah
0: is. it's yeah. very possessive it's very territorial and none of it's really ours at the end of the day you know no, it's not this
1: land is like i don't know who's this is This is, it was the native Americans
0: land, you know? Really not ours, but yeah, people get that, me, us versus them, me versus you. And like, yeah, like it's all about sharing. And that's kind of why, that's why I came back here. And that's why I put the yoga studio when I had it in Liberty because I wanted to help the community. And that's why I tried to do, you know, community-based classes. And that's what I'm gonna be doing with my nutrition as far as like, you know, if you're from this area, you know, talk to me, we'll work something out because I'd rather have you than your money. Like, obviously I need to make a living, but like, I'd rather have you come and see what we can come to an agreement so that you can get the proper services. Because to be honest, a lot of things, whether it's organic food, whether it's yoga, nutrition, whatever, it's become, not always, but like an elitist, an exclusive club sometimes to to be able to afford those services. Mm. And it shouldn't be. We shouldn't be excluding people just because they can't afford it
1: And that's what my mom has been talking about too. She's like, this isn't, we don't want this to be that. We want this to be a place where everyone can be able to come up here and- and she does a really great thing with her yoga classes. She, it's like, pay what you can. And yeah. she, my mom's really, she's really great about that. Yeah,
0: like I can't, I can't wait. Like I, yeah, I can't wait to, to be in there. Like I'm going to ask your mom, like sometimes if I could just do my own practice in there, geez, like,
1: yeah, give her a call. Come up. It'd be no, great to real, have you. Up. For
0: real, man. Like I'll lead you guys to a, a private yoga class just so I could do yoga in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. That'd
0: be fun. You know. but, um, but yeah. So one more thing before we go, I, I don't know if, I mean, you don't have to tell me. I wouldn't, my feelings won't be hurt, but like on, on my other podcast, I have a question that I ask after every podcast with a guest. Um, and it's pretty simple. It's, it could be today, it could be this week, it could be this month, but what is Justin grateful for? It could be today, you know, it doesn't have to be some profound thing. It can be, but just something that pops into your head that you would express gratitude for.
1: I'm grateful for my family.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was the first word that was the first thing that popped into my head without a doubt i'm very grateful for them their their uh their love and support and i i mean i i feel like on a daily if i was like hey i want to i'm thinking uh, i want to try this they'd be like okay yeah well let's think about it and uh, you know they're just they're just yeah. they always have my back and i'm I'm very grateful for them
0: yeah i would i'm gonna i definitely agree with that i'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say my what I'm grateful for but I can agree like I'm my parents are the same way and I'm grateful for that even just to be able to come back upstate and have a place to to live at first I was like oh I'm this age and I'm living at home and I'm like poor me but at the same time I was like not everybody has this like no. I have the ability to come back here and you know kind of kind of recalibrate and like reset and figure out what my next plans are um, yeah And like, yeah, like you said, like I was thinking, I'm still thinking about it. I'm buying an RV and I told my parents, they're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, did you find one, go through this, go through that. They're not like, that's a stupid thing to do. Like, what are you thinking about? (laughs) Because like, even if if they said that, then I would have been like, okay, cool. But like, I'm still going to do it. So why not just like
1: supportive in your, in your creative, uh, you know, you're not just like, you know, I, 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 you don't have to follow the, the, the path, Oh yeah follow the road for you oh, at yeah. the RV, right? You're like yeah. following your own path. Oh, yeah. I, I learned that a long time
0: ago that like, I'm not conventional and, and you're not conventional either. And like, that's just like how we, how we live our life. But, um, as far as, um, what I'm grateful for, I really try to be um, super, uh, um, in the moment. I didn't want to like think of something. Cause I always ask it. So I'm always like, yeah, I could just have something prepared and be like super profound. And like, I don't know, like a sage and wisdom, but like, um, if I had to figure out, say, what I'm grateful for today, I'm going to close my eyes, the listeners can't see this, but um, today, I am grateful for the ability to tap into my emotions um, for a long time. I don't know if you know my story, but, you know, I was, I used drugs for a long time, and I pretty much was very much escaping my emotions, and even when I got clean, like, I still had issues or trouble targeting my emotions and understanding them but nowadays like i if i sit with it i'm i'm able to understand my emotions and if i'm not able to then i'll sit with it even longer and dig deep and figure out eventually like the root causes of that emotion or that feeling whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. um and the ability for me able to just to to connect with the emotions to me personally is something i'm i'm always grateful for but past few days i'm even more grateful for it because i was able to connect to it and understand it and then move through it and past it as opposed to you know avoiding it ignoring it or trying to mask it with anything drugs food um more yoga i don't know anything you know so yeah that's, i think that
1: it's, oh sorry go ahead i mean no, no that's it no i think that you being on here and talking about that and being open is uh i admire that about you because i don't think a lot of I think it's, it's, it's brave to talk about that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and could be, I mean, I don't know how it is for you now, but it could be difficult to say some of these things that you, that were uh, things that you went through. And, you know, there's things in my past that are, that I, you know, that I, uh, that are hard to talk about, but you're, you're, and you're just open about it. And so that's gotta be healing for you and and inspiring for the people that are listening, because you're just like, Look, I went through this, but I'm I I made this change, and I have this this ability now to uh, express my emotions and and feel yeah. and, and understand what I'm going through. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like we talked about earlier. You know, people want to judge me; they don't matter. And to be honest, like they they can try to judge me, but it's not going to affect me because the only person that's ever going to judge me is my higher power whatever that is. And we all make mistakes; we all have a past. But you know, it's it's about that evolution. It's about that growth. And if you have issues with it, then I guess that's God, the universe, whatever you want to call them, the that's their way of weeding those people out. They just don't belong in your circle. You know, so no,
1: I um, and you yeah. just you have to you have to you have to talk to people who are people that are positive and make you yeah. and are fun to be around. And yes. it's just really it's that simple and be like, you're moving forward in your life. And you're not moving backwards you're going to yeah. keep moving forward and you're mm-hmm. going to that's what stargazer is about it's about looking up it's about people the first line of the song is like everyone's trying to tell you what to do with your life but only you know
2: yeah
1: and that's the first line in the song it's true. And, and and you know it everyone knows what it is they just have to they have to listen to themselves to figure out yeah. what what it what it is and if something isn't isn't just feeling right intuitively just stop doing it and start doing the things that feel intuitive because we are put on this world and in this world to do to do what is good for us Mm -hmm. not what is good for everyone else Correct. you have to build a home because everyone else's looks like that you build your if you want to build your home out of clay and wood and like firewood go for it and straw
0: because if that makes you happy you should do it do what makes you happy and if it's not, and do what makes you happy. And if it's not harming anybody, or it's not like, you know, violence against, you know, if it's not harming anybody in any way, shape or form, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, then do it just go for it. enjoy life. We are not here for a long time. You know, it, it's in the grand scheme of things. It's like a snap of a finger. So while you're here, make the best of it, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I love that. I do, I do. For real,
0: man, but I'll let you go, brother, because I know, uh, we did this a little bit later it's like our second time around so i really appreciate it man we should we'll definitely do something like this again sometime soon Sure. sometime and we'll we'll link up but yeah man um
1: well thank you for having
0: me on here it's really great to
1: talk to you. you're you you uh i like how you're you're just sort of like going with it you just yeah. sort of like go like it's like if we talk about like improvisation with music yeah. you're sort of like improving and it's fun to talk to you about it you're great you're doing it's this is great it's fun to be on here
0: wow well um thanks you should be my publicist should be my <laughs> but um but quickly real quickly before we go if anybody wants to find you on instagram or social media just plug yourself so shamelessly sure, from- yeah
1: the uh my music uh instagram is justin sutherland music and the farm name is and instagram is uh somewhere ha- or hashtag somewhere in time farm that's okay. somewhere in time t-i-m-e farm
0: yeah no I, I, but i'll put it in the bio as well but i just wanted people to be able to hear it as well so oh awesome thank you Hi, brother. It was, a, it was a pleasure, man. Yes, thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. No worries, man, I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Okay, bye, bye. I wanna thank each and every one of you for dedicating time, space, and energy to listen to this podcast. I know that so many of us are busy and have a lot going on. So to carve out some of that time to listen to this podcast is something that I am grateful for, that I am thankful for. But at the same time, don't forget to thank yourself for allowing yourself to dedicate that time, space, and energy. That's something that you should be proud of because there are other things that you could have been doing, but you chose to do this. I also wanna give another big, huge, amazing thank you to Justin Sutherland for sitting down with me today, chatting about so many different things. I'm truly grateful for that. To find any of Justin's music, you can go to iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, and Pandora. His current single, Where the Wild Deer Roam is now available. And in April, his new single, Stargazer, will be available on all of these platforms. And if you want to connect with him on Instagram, you can go to at Justin Sutherland Music and for his organic farm, at Somewhere in Time Farm. And on Facebook, Justin Sutherland and Somewhere in Time Farm. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when a new episode comes out. And if you ever want to give me feedback, you know, have a conversation, whatever it may be, you can email me, KyleTheGrateful at gmail.com. You could DM me on Instagram at Kyle the Grateful. Or if you just want to check out some of my recipes or blog posts, you can go to my website, www.kylethegrateful.com. Have an amazing day, everybody. Have an amazing night. And always remember to be grateful no matter what. I'll talk to you soon.